produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Kind World. I'm Yasmin Amr. And I'm Andrea Aswahi. This season, we got to explore the power of music through our story, The Rhythm Within. It's about a young man named Jonathan Monde who fled a civil war back in his home country of Congo and then struggled adjusting in the U.S. until his music teacher helped him thrive. It's such a good story, and there's so much good music in that episode, so go back and listen if you haven't. But even before we did this story, you and I both knew how transformative music can be on a young life, since we were both changed for the better by being a part of band or orchestra. Absolutely. And professional violinist David France experiences the changing power of music every day, right here in Boston. Our colleagues Lynn Jolliker and Lisa Mullins have his story. When David France needs money, he heads to a red line subway stop and starts playing. Well, let's say the rent deadline's coming up. It can, it can be hard. France was homeless for a time and slept behind the aquarium. Now he chooses to live frugally. David France is a professional violinist. He could be performing and teaching for good money. Instead, he gives his time and talent to help change the lives of teenagers in Boston through classical music. He teaches them how to play the violin and cello, instruments most of them have never touched. F, don't rush. Q, ready, go. France coaches and cajoles these kids three hours a day, five afternoons a week, in the cafeteria at the John D. O'Brien School in Roxbury. On this day, eight high school students pull their seats in a circle, start the metronome, and practice, practice, practice. France calls the group of young musicians the Roxbury Youth Orchestra. It's part of the organization France founded in 2013, Revolution of Hope. Here's the group in concert two years ago. We're featuring France in our ongoing series, Change Agents, about people who create change in the community with little fanfare. His life experiences help him identify with some of the kids he teaches. He's the child of immigrants from the West Indies, and he felt a bit adrift when he was young. I was super shy, and I really needed a voice. And when I was seven, I was offered a chance to play the violin through a free violin program. And so I really kind of found my voice and found my way. Those free violin lessons changed everything. France developed skills that propelled him to New England Conservatory on a graduate fellowship. He studied the renowned El Sistema program in Venezuela and saw how young people in the neighborhoods, racked by poverty, were uplifted by classical music training. Later, he came to realize students who came from low-income backgrounds could excel just as much as wealthy ones if they had the right teacher. One and you cute. Okay. One and two and three and four. And get a cue! Start again, start again, start again, start again. The one person who's like, I cued. No, I was mocking her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I came with a dream to use music to transform their lives. And they wanted to play these instruments, but, but they also wanted to have fun. Yes, don't look so nervous. One, two, cue! France plays equal parts in Deering Uncle and Sarcastic Sibling, but mostly meticulous maestro. Well, I think he's pretty selfless. Like, he sacrifices a lot of time to be able to teach us all this stuff. 
Niaz Udin is one of 14 kids who played in the orchestra this year. He took up the violin eight months ago. He and the other students only have to pay $150 a semester. That would normally cover just a few lessons for a kid. The instruments are donated. Niaz says he appreciates that France makes the program affordable and that he doesn't make it easy. He's very kind, but he's also strict. You could get the wrong idea because he's strict all the time, but behind this strictness, there's meaning in which he wants to teach us more, and he wants us to get better. 15-year-old Xavier LaPlante says without a program like this, he wouldn't be playing the violin. Because, like, me and, like, my family, we don't... Like, I'm not going to say, like, we don't have money, but we don't have too much money to, like, spend on these type of things that aren't, like, like essential. Like, we can do it, but, like, it wouldn't be too wise. Before Xavier joined the program, he'd never even been to a concert. His first week with the group, he played in one. It was invigorating. I kind of forgot the fact that it was my first time there, first time anywhere in this concert and performing in one. I was just, like, submersed in the, like, music. I was enjoying the fact that I was playing the music, playing for other people, that they were enjoying it. To David France, these kids become musicians the moment they take their instruments in their hands. He sees music and the connections it brings as a vehicle for the students to expand their boundaries. A lot of times, young people who live in neighborhoods like this, they don't feel other parts of the city are places maybe that they're welcome. Every year when we go to Harvard Square, whether to perform or just to just hang out, there's usually a student who's never been there. And they can get there on the bus or on the train. And so for this music to be a bridge to connecting people who maybe wouldn't normally interact, that's what it means. Start with the boat on the string, though. One, two, ready, and good. So yeah, you guys interact with each other because he's like da 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 da. He's your your. It's a conversation. France wants to help the kids become as musically proficient as possible, whether they plan to pursue careers in music or not. Liana Portillo had studied violin briefly before she joined the orchestra. She says the program has made it her passion. It's after school. You could be doing a lot of things. Why are you here? I'm here because I want the, vi- the violin as my career. So I'm putting in all my work now so that in the future it can pay off later. And if you didn't have David here, would there be a program for you? No, because without Mr. Franz, um, my violin and playing wouldn't even have a meaning behind it. David France says he wants to reach any kids who have a hunger to express themselves through music. One day, a student from a different high school, Nick Allen, wandered into the rehearsal room. Allen likes to rap, and France invited him to freestyle to the orchestra. Now Allen shows up to practice every week. Mama told me I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it right. I've been working in the kitchen every day and night. Put that foot up on my plate, now I'm eating right. Yeah, it's my life and now I hustle, so how would you know if you never had a struggle? Against all the odds, rapping like a god. That last line, I got no limit. Well, that's what David France wants these young musicians to take away from all their practicing and performing. It's that through learning something as difficult as violin or a cello that they can get confidence, that they can learn endurance and resilience. O'Brien school administrators say that translates into better performance in the classroom for many of the kids. The students have the summer off, most of it anyway. They're performing at an educators' conference in Philadelphia in two weeks. Student Liana Portillo, who wants to play professionally, applied to a summer music academy in Minnesota at David France's urging 
she was accepted. There she performed her first ever recital last week. This summer, France plans to indulge his passion for world travel with little luggage but his violin on his back. When he needs a little cash along the way, he'll do some busking. That story was produced by Lynn Jolliker and Lisa Mullins for WBUR. Kind World is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikas and Matt Reed do our sound design, and Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahi. And I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amr. Do you have a story of kindness to share with us? It could be the perfect story for our next season of Kind World. Email us at kindworld at wbur.org. Or find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WBURKindWorld. We'll be back for our new season in October. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts.